Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Thursday, 15th of September, 2016. Hello, mortal enemy. Oh, hello. How are you, mortal enemies? This is what I I hear. Well, that's what Facebook says, but uh, if you ever believe social media, then you're an idiot. Oh, that's a shame. I believe social media more or less constantly. Uh, Are you going, Lionel Clark? Uh, Who? Lauren Clark. Lovely, said Lionel Clark. Uh, I'm well, thinking, a, God, you, you've a replaced court me. Judge, a high court judge. <laughs> you've replaced me. You didn't like my my objection to uh, that four course meal, and you deleted was, me. I thought an objection to eating was weird, but I, I, I think we should just leave that in the past mm. and uh, continue on with whatever it is. No, that we look, I, I, uh, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Stu Farrell, um, a huge development from my end. Okay. Uh, I, I left the house last night for the first time since uh, Saturday morning. So that's like five days. So what happens on a Wednesday night in your part of the woods? Well, I got to go for a walk to the shop. It was terribly exciting. But you know how I've been in like total lockdown? Mm-hmm. Um, it was just It was just getting out in the world that made me realize uh, you know just to put a real start with a really serious note but it made me realize that if you're unwell in any way you know whether you're Mm. you're you're physically unwell or emotionally unwell or whatever and you're in lockdown in your own house god it's just not great you know what i mean and nobody said it was it's the same as being in pain you know it's people wonder why you're always grumpy yeah but if you're in a constant and a, a a relatively serious pain yeah. There's no other state that you can be in but in some sort of aggravated, uh, you know, place. It's so funny because I, I, I um, a friend of mine who had a lot of sort of emotional turmoil at one point um, went and finally, finally sort of went, I really need to talk to somebody about this. This is just not me trying to sort it out by myself. It's just not working. And he said, so he went to visit um, a shrink, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, and and it was big that he managed to do this. Like it was like, it was like you visiting a show. It was like, what? How what? did how did we finally get you to, you know? You're saying I have to see a shrink, seek help from someone else. That's just not something you would usually do, right? I have been recommended for what? To, to see a shrink. You said it'd be like oh, you right. seeing a shrink, and I said there's been lots of people saying to me <laughs> I should see a shrink. <laughs> Uh, is that right? Well, <laughs> anyway, so what that what happened was he went and did that, and I said to him, and sort of thinking, oh God, this is this could go badly because you know he's so not the mm. sort of person who. I said, how did it go? And he said, I w- I walked out of that place, and he said, I just I wanted to go up to everyone in the street and go, did you know that you can do this? Yeah. Like, you know, like, did you know you can feel like this and like have this kind of, like go in there, it's up there, it's that little innocuous window on the second floor. Like he, he said, I became kind of, I, I looked at everyone in the street differently. I was like, how many people are are feeling better because of something like that? Anyway, I just thought it was a beautiful. Um, no, I felt like that after my first confession as a, uh, a primary schooler. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think it's in grade five or grade six where we have to do something called a confirmation i think communion might be in grade three i don't know i might have those back back to front right anyway before one of them we had to do something called a a confession which is where you go and tell a a single man who's never had sex before (laughs) all your sins so he can forgive you yeah and um 
basically, uh, I, I walked you know, I walked in and said, oh, well, I swear sometimes. This is primary school. Right. Um, I, I've seen a picture of a nude person in a magazine. <laughs> like all yeah. the classics, you know. Yeah, I yeah. punch my brother, I do this, whatever. He's yeah. going, okay, well, you better to give yourself a couple of Hail Marys and how's your father's and it should be fine. Yeah. And I seriously walked out of there to my mother's waiting car. Yeah. Like I was going to float. Amazing. See, that is the power of, isn't that an amazing thing? That is the power of, of that feeling of, and, and, and what a delicious thing to have in a, in a uh, religion too, because it's like, slate wiped clean, no worries. (laughs) I mean, isn't that what religion's all about though? Like forgiveness uh, when they want to forgive and, um, (laughs) Perhaps you know, maybe we can forget about the forgiveness things when it doesn't suit what we're trying to teach everyone. Yeah, but it is. It's a, it's a very addictive. It's like the you know we're talking about the tingy being a fresh start. That feeling of like a, a new start and a clean slate. And that mm. and that thing we always talk about about the optimism of like, cool. So from now on, I'm a new, better person. Like that and that before and after. That, that's why the before and after shots are so of of like somebody who's lost weight or whatever are so enticing isn't well, it well not when they're holding a newspaper that's uh, that's the one i still don't get where they stand there with their guts hanging out <laughs> holding a copy of the herald sun from and it was you who, it was you who explained this to me because i didn't realize this is a thing and then of course then i went oh maybe i have seen them holding a newspaper and you told me it's because the date on is on the newspapers mm, that's right and so it's I like, someone look, on, it really was that long ago. Well, someone on old media the other day was uh, advising a caller to a legal segment yeah. to get onto the, the particular property that, property that was in dispute yeah. and, uh, with a copy of today's newspaper and have a photo taken of you. So um, it must be a legal thing. Yeah, well, it's definitely, I mean, in the age of Photoshop, you, you have to think, mm, is it that watertight, really? But yes. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Now, Lauren... Mm. We talk about good people and we talk about uh, doing the right thing by people. Mm. Now, I had an experience on Monday of this week where I thought, you know what, if I, if I do everything bad for the rest of the year, mm. I have made someone's life this week oh. p- pleasant. And that's by doing something very simple. Now, one of the, I mean, if you look through sort of the comedy of the, of the ages and of different times, the, the shop assistant mm. uh, is always like a, a, a downtrodden. <laughs> frenzied. Frenzied, beaten over the head, yeah. forever disrespected type character. If I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. Yeah. That guy, uh, yeah. Al Bundy in the shoe shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone that works in retail is forever getting pounded over the head by irrational and pretty much rude customers. Roseanne. Yeah. Roseanne. Then, well, unless, but then she started her she loose meat lit. sandwich shop, and it's always, yeah. it's always uh, maybe wonder why loose meat was their word That's for right, mint, mint. and who would eat mint sandwiches? You know? Yeah, not not I. Anyway, continue. So uh, these are I, important matters that you bring up, well, by the way. Are. But we should yeah, move along. They yes, are important matters. Because, they are. But this is the most important because right. I'm in mean, I'm in the process of buying furniture now. Furniture yeah. to me is uh, I won't even discuss. Uh, what I find pleasurable with you because you'll say to me, why do I want to talk about chairs? I hate chairs. Sitting I hate or tables or whatever it is will disagree. But I will say it's interesting, here, Stu, that you've uh, re- – that's really cut to, through the quick for you, hasn't it? I'm just surprised that there's anyone on the planet that would actually say 
a bowl of pasta would sicken me to have to sit there. Is that for 60 what I said? And have adult conversation for 60 minutes and eat like a, a, a top bowl of pasta and a soda water. Of now, all the things that could destroy the Stupidly Small podcast, it's whether or not I well, no, d- am disgusted I, I think, by I think, a bowl of pasta. I think it's poetic that it may be food that is eventually our, our final wish. Our demise. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is... Uh, <laughs> a fight over pasta. Well, just just a meal in general brought but, us to uh, brought us to the or generosity. Knees. Like after all the times we've talked about tired arseness and uh, bad bad stuff, that perhaps an generosity. act of generosity would bring oh. us bring us to our knees. Uh, so. Generosity. That's what hurt, isn't it? No, 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 no. Oh, Stuart. Nothing hurt. No, I, you missed a thin skin. I forgot. I forgot you were Mr. Thin Skin. Otherwise, oh, I would oh, was it Mr. Thin Skin versus Arms Lengther? Was it like the lamest superheroes <laughs> in the world? <laughs> Here comes Mr. Thinskin. Well, I'll stop him with my outstretched hand. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, continue. So yeah. Monday, I'm yeah. shopping, shopping for furniture. Another yeah. pleasure of mine mm-hmm. uh, being the all-round uh, guy that I am. Yeah, I love furniture and all of the things that are pleasurable. No, I know it. you don't. Yeah. I know you don't. You like milk crates. Now, and uh, I'd been to this particular store a couple of times, scoped it out, done my homework online. Mm-hmm. Had to, I hadn't, hadn't to this point bothered a shop assistant because nobody came up to us. It was during busy periods, which yeah. I quite like. I don't like being asked if I need assistance. Same. Oh, God, neither do I. It's, it's annoying because it's it's just something, it's like a contractual obligation greeting, you know. It's not like it's something that's genuine. Again, like theatre. So the thing oh, was. Oh, you just. On the third. You just tossed and the, turned all night, third, didn't you? No, I didn't. I slept like a baby. <laughs> On the third... You are a baby. You're a big well, baby. Anyway, generous yeah. Generous baby that just gets slapped in the face. Like, an abu- <laughs> I'm an abused generous baby. And so then uh, on the third visit, when mm. we'd, we'd made our decision on the, mm. um, the type of furniture that we had to purchase, mm. uh, the, the salesperson came up to us. Being mm. a Monday, she had time. And said, hi, uh, can I, oh, that's a lovely piece you look at. That's really lovely. That's made in Australia. Blah, blah. I said, yeah, yeah, we'll take one of those. She goes, oh, okay, yes. And uh, it was all like falling over by that stage because there's no sale, you know, no salesperson-ish involved. Right, right, right. And then we said, we'd also like to uh, couple it with that couch over there. And she's like, oh. And said, someone had to sort of catch her just uh, <laughs> uh, before she fell over. But the thing was. And then we're just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yep, sure, do that, add that, do this, boom, bang, bang. Mm. And she's just ticking and crossing. And it got to the point where, you know how people walk into a store, much like the people that fly Jetstar or Tiger, Mm. and think because they're on a plane, regardless if they're just wearing shorts with their tackle hanging out and a pair of uh, thongs, (laughs) they still think they're in first class with a footy jumper on, right? Yeah. It's the same with people that just go shopping, that think because they're going to buy something, they can treat the person who's uh, trying to facilitate their purchase disgusting. like garbage. No, disgusting. Makes me so angry. That's right. We did the opposite of that. And like, you know how everyone's always in there trying to get the bargain? Yeah. Oh, you never pay full read. No, 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 no. Full price. Don't pay full price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Kramer yeah, said, yeah, yeah. we've discussed this many times. Suckers pay retail. Yeah. But this time, we're like, oh, okay, yep, that one, that one. Thanks, good. That's what we like. Yeah. And sh- this person ended up giving us, like, offering us money off because we hadn't asked for it. <laughs> yeah, right. So we hadn't even played the game. <laughs> oh, you can have 10% off that, then we'll try and rush the delivery of that. And it was just a lovely experience. Ah, oh, how nice. And the point was, yeah. uh, I'm going to declare that I'm a good customer. Oh, wow. Low small talk, maximum purchase. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> That's what maketh the good customer. You reckon? I don't want to discuss anything with them. I just want to facilitate facilitate the purchase. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because I sometimes think 
it depends who the person is and stuff because there are some people who are so in love with their business like they they've got this they've got a small business or whatever mm, yeah. and they're like I really want to tell you about the fabric for four hours. You know what I mean? And oh, they, but they they tried to do that about one of the cabinets, which is a be- like I said, a beautiful Australian made thing, and yeah. all this. Sort of, and we're like, you know, we've already read about it online, so it's fine. You don't have to tell us how good it is. This is it, we love we love it because of these reasons already. Right. Okay. But was she a little bit like, oh, you no, know what I mean? Because it wasn't her store. Like there are more oh, than one okay, of the, right, there right, are more right. than one of these stores, but they're not Swedish. So you know, it's it's diff- <laughs> it's different ends of the divide. But um, no, no. So when, it wasn't like I was wor- I was working into uh, you know Harriet's furniture, and I was speaking to Harriet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you when you worked in uh, the workers' kitchen, mm. or when you've worked before with members of the public, what mm-hmm. in your experience maketh the good customer? Uh, as I said, uh, low maintenance. I think I reckon, low maintenance is uh, undervalued. I reckon decisive is pretty good too. Oh, I know what you want. Have your money ready. Like if someone walked up, because there seems to be this attitude, especially, no, no actually I was going to say especially amongst younger people, but no, about, amongst all people that yeah. are maybe a little unsure of themselves and think this is a cool move when they walk up to you, they can see you're quite plainly busy and say, I say, hey, hey, what you like? Oh, God, you know, um, uh, oh, I, uh, I really like a burger, uh, but um, like the <laughs> chips sound fantastic. <laughs> and I had the nachos. My friend had chicken skewers here once and loved it. <laughs> and you just stand there looking at them and like unimpressed. Yeah. But you, there, is a seat, there is an art to looking unimpressed while not, not, while not looking rude at the same uh, time. Homicidal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and, and so, but then we developed uh, a response to this sort of idiocy by saying, hey, um, I'm just going to, ke- I'll, I'll just keep moving around. When you're ready, just give us a yell. And then yeah, you don't yeah, buy into yeah. the, I'm a whimsical person. Uh, yeah, it's going to yeah, yeah. buy the chicken, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, so they okay, just, good. you have to do that with a smile, though. <laughs> Decisiveness yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is king. It really is. The other thing is, and I've heard people do this before. Uh, um, is if you are do want to do go in and get the hard, do a, drive a hard bargain or whatever, hmm. you don't have to be a jerk about it. You don't have to be. You just have to I, know how much money you've got, and, and you have to be in the leading position. Allah, I can give you cash for this right now right. If, if you can provide it to me at this price. Yeah, and My you, mate, you have to have bargaining chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You do. Somebody once told me that the that the best way to buy a car is to go to a car place and go What's hey, start? <laughs> and go, hey, um, I have got X amount of money. I don't want you to talk to me about cars. I couldn't be less interested. I want to buy this car here mm-hmm. for this amount of money. I'm going to go and get three quotes from people around here and I'll be back. Um, but I'm, I'm not interested in any conversations about it. So if you can't sell me that, just let me know. Yeah, and uh, apparently this person who told me this has never got a car for uh, more than that amount they quote. Well, that's well. If they've got, you've got to have the money. That's it. And he said, but you don't need to be rude. You don't have to go. No, you don't have to be rude. You have to be just direct. Or, or, a, or a smart ass. That's the other thing. You don't have to be a smart ass. Well, look, like, you know what? A car salesman does it what twenty times a day on a quiet day. You know, and so they've seen every. Dipstick that thinks he's a bit of a player when it yeah, comes yeah, to yeah. Uh, wheeling and dealing. <laughs> so it's you're better off just being straight up. I know, I know. 
I know. It's just it's hard to know with things like that. I think the less you know, the more the more you you know, people are likely to try that kind of crap on. Do you know what I mean? Like when the jackpot goes to a camera shop, mm. he because he's because he's a camera dude. Yeah. He knows uh, like when to drive a bargain and how to be, and he's never he's never anything other than pleasant to them. Mm-hmm. And he and that if there's a bargain there, he'll they'll, he'll get it. But but you know he wouldn't know how to do that in a, with a car. Do you know what I mean? Like so you so you probably feel a bit like you're on firmer ground, and you therefore are less defensive and kind of weird, That's, and so you behave like a normal human a bit more. But Not, it's like it's like confidence yeah. tricksters. Uh, they're confident. That's yeah. all it is. They 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 tell you what's happening. But you, I'm not saying that's what you do when you're doing a sales negotiation. Mm. But confidence is key. Yeah. But also, and you you said it yourself. Just don't be rude. Like yeah. it's like any transaction. If you're going to be a dipstick to someone, yeah. they're just going to get their back up and not want to do you a favour. I know it's so true. Oh my god, it's so true. It happens all the time. How do you think people do it? Who are and I know I knew somebody uh, vaguely through a mate mm. who this who did this. Uh, who he was a fraud. Like he was a con man. Like he had. Something like the the cops the cops went around to his place one day and he went oh yeah and they said you're like fifteen people aren't you and he went yeah and mm-hmm. they took him away and he's I think he might have come out of jail now but like I met him once under one of his fifty seven names mm-hmm. and how and talk, just talking about your idea of like being that, the confidence trick that's the ultimate confidence trick is like is just kind of inventing a whole fraudulent web of lies. 17 different times i mean it would be easy to do to want to do that it's like having a, a credit card you you know it, oh, you don't want to see your bank stressful. balance go down oh no but some people just have no shame it's a classic yeah. it's like it's uh they don't care about other people they don't care about money and they, they just want to a lot of them for it's, it's just the art of the deal, or the well, that's a bit Donald, <laughs> bit Donald Trumpish, but um, more like just the art of the scam, you know, more than yeah. uh, the the result, yeah, or, or the or the uh, consequences. And then, and then, I think they must sort of shut off that part, so that when they finally get busted, I don't know. I'd love to be if I was in a different, you know, if I had a different life or whatever, mm. I would love to be this to figure out people like that. To, to do like, you know, FBI profiles on like the sort of person who when – I, when I once did a, um, a project that required a bunch of research on crime, mm. I spoke to people whose job it was to figure out like a, um, a kind of a, a psychological profile of who does X crime. Mm-hmm. So you could go, who's the most likely person to rob a bank or who's the most likely person? And they'd just give you this whole profile. Oh, they're likely to, you know, live alone or, you know, have a narcissistic personality or not have, you know, uh, any ha- – have, have no trust of authority because of bad things that had happened in their childhood or like – and I just find – don't you find that fascinating? Uh, well – the the problem is thinking about it as, as maybe um, suspicious of everybody now. <laughs> well, it, 
it's true. Everyone I meet, I assume they're there to rip me off or they do something bad behind closed doors and I have to then work back from that, which is a terrible place to be. That's a terrible place to be. But that's from watching, you know, Law and Order SVU. Ah, you got to turn that rubbish off, buddy. Read yourself a book. (laughs) Stupid. So, Stupart, um, I wrote a little note in my phone the other day because did you see the um, Matt Lauer? I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. Lauer? Yes. Lauer? No, Lauer, I think. Anyway, he's he's the journalist um, who did, and I use the term loosely because he's getting absolutely caned, but he is the guy who did, uh, who interviewed Trump Trump and Clinton and like completely, he's just been picked on by everybody. Now, was he being picked on for, for not uh, pulling Trump up, especially for flat, flat out lying? Yeah. So Trump just basically said a whole bunch of stuff that was completely the wrong like he backtracked on his yeah he, ba- he backtracked on his re- record he lied he said the opposite of what he originally said okay. about the war and stuff like that now, and, I, now I don't know anything about this I, I just heard something on another podcast about it so I'm sort of right pretending like I know more than okay so basically there was a, a an interview with the two candidates one of which um and in one uh this guy Matt Lauer interviewed um interviewed, said a bunch of stuff, you know, uh, asked ask Trump a whole lot of things. And Trump said, and one of the questions he asked was something like, you know, you've, what, what, what do you, what do you think? What did you, what was your original statement about Iraq or something? I don't know. Something, something about the war. I've completely forgotten that. This is mm. so you know, me. But you know about it more than I do. Anyway, the point is hmm. he said, he said the opposite. Now, if you know the you know the thing that barristers say, don't never ask a question you don't know the answer to. Well, mm-hmm. it's the same with journo's like that. If you ask a question, you've got to have the guy's answer in your head so that it doesn't surprise you. So you've got a follow up question and like all that stuff, right? Yep. This guy didn't do that. He just let it go, and he must have known to some extent. He must have known. And if he didn't know, it's not good enough journalism, right? right? So Twitter and all the other journalists and everyone was like, "This guy really just made a botch of this." And the other thing was that Clinton went out and she was asked all these questions, and he was he went much harder on her than he did on Trump. Anyway, so he was picked on for all these things, and it occurred to me in reading all about it that i mean first of all it would be fairly humiliating um Mm -hmm. having everybody saying that but secondly one of the headings said um he quote totally blew it okay and the expression totally blew it like if you if everybody like is there a word that that's kind of in my head the worst that you can do. Like if somebody says, how did you go in that test? And you say, I totally blew it. It's devastating. Don't you think that's a devastating phrase? Oh, it's a common phrase. Uh, it reminds me of year 11 and 12. But it also, oh. I think as far, as far as maybe later in life and a, um, a, a work appraisal, yeah, it, uh, it, it's, it's not like even, oh, look, you didn't do so well and there's, there's another chance. Yeah. It's more like you had your chance. Yeah. 
and there is no second there prize. There is no chance. Yeah. You have yeah. you have just committed, yeah, work suicide. The other things were there were two, two other expressions in, in the same week that I right. thought were interesting. Totally blew it. That's a good uh, one. Totally blew it. Um, the other – so Hamish and Andy, who uh, I know uh, are rival, have a rival little rival podcast. Yes, we're neck and neck at times. Yeah, that's right. Well, they have um, – they did a thing. You would have seen this, surely. And it was no. described everywhere as the world's greatest prank, right? I didn't see – I didn't see it. I must be okay. honest. So I, have a, I have a natural aversion to those guys, not because they're not talented or lovely people – Yep. Uh, I think it's maybe because they were on commun- uh, commercial radio when I wasn't. Yes, right. And so I just naturally thought they were the devil spawn and put them in the same uh, basket <laughs> as Jackie O and, and Fatty or whatever his name is. Yeah. And it probably shouldn't have because they're way more talented. Right. Well, they they did a thing where they rang up a guy and it went around the internet and stuff. They rang up a guy and they said – uh, how are you going? You don't know us. I've just called, you don't know me. I've just called you a, a random number, and it was it was Hamish pretending to be just you know Dave Smith, right? Right. He goes, you're you. Uh, I've just rang up a random number, but I'm just going. I've just come out of a job interview, and they they're pretty impressed by me, and I'm pretty excited. Um, but they need a reference, a referee, and I just I don't have anyone, so I just wondered if you'd do it for me. Right. And the guy's like, well, I don't know you. And like, and then he goes, yeah, but I just thought, you know, you could do it anyway. And then the guy goes, all right, cool. And then Andy rings the guy up and goes, hi, uh, it's, you know, so-and-so from, and he does this job reference for him over right. the phone. And, okay. And, and it was described everywhere. As, and they, they just used a few b- phrases where I was like, what? First of all, you know how I feel about pranks. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing You're is anti-prank. just uh, anti-prank mm. and didn't find this. Well, I just thought, really, if this is the pinnacle of the pranks, like, you know, I actually am a fan of Hamish. I like for Hamish wow. and Andy you sometimes. go on about him. I'm but, a bit concerned. Anyway, but uh, this, I just, I don't, I'm not into this. But so that aside, it said it was described absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. as a what sort of prank, like in every headline. Gotcha. No. Uh, who done it? A something prank. A stupid prank. An elaborate prank. Oh, elaborate prank. Now. Or prank. An elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an elaborate plank is uh, <laughs> something else. Something to do with uh, abdominal muscles. <laughs> anyway. Don't you think an elaborate prank is like, you know, you get to work elaborate and everyone prank. who everyone you work with is like mm. left to live on an island and the work is like it looks like it's gone back in time and you know like mm. that it, it, an elaborate prank is not we rang a guy and then we rang the same guy again. I just keep thinking elaborate prank is like a, a character from Benny Hill's show. I can't get the- <laughs> It sells sells rights. I can't get it out of my head. But yeah, the, I know. I understand that maybe the uh, the elaboration of the prankness these days is a little less. Than I mean, come on, come that is expect. not an elaborate prank. The other thing, just quickly, was that they said, "Oh, yeah, the, this this prank has made this guy a household name." Like, and the most. What's his name? Not my household. <laughs> That's it. The most like that happens so often. I think household name is overused. I just would like well, to put it out there. You'd have to think Bert Newton's a household That's name. That's right. Well, he was a household name. I'm not sure he would be anymore. But like oh, Eddie oh, Maguire. Eddie Maguire's a household name. No, he's just a household. <laughs> Lauren Clark, how does uh, the Maguire family get in contact with us? <laughs> and their lawyers. Hmm. Uh, 
we're stupidly big, Stuart. We're stupidlybig.com, stupidly big on Facebook, stupidly big on Twitter. We're stupidly big on iTunes. You can go there and give us a rating and a review. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and the market research continues. Let us know. It has uh, been going on. How uh, you found out about us. And it seems to me that a lot of people are uh, reporting back that they found out about us through their friends. So please do tell your friends um, about oh, yeah. the podcast as well because it seems to be W-O-M that gets it out there. Word of mouth. That's, and, good. That's uh, it. Thank you for the translation. Yes. And the way we're going, we set aside, ladies and gentlemen, probably about an hour for Monday's podcast because we, we may have a, a heaving mailbag <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Look forward to it. Uh, but we will see you tomorrow, Stu Farrell. No doubt. Excellent. Uh, bye-bye.